21. 19? Ooh. 2. I have a plus one to survival and a minus stat. one to nature. Why am I so dumb? I'm a dumb sorcerer. No, but they do um, use another magic wand to project a red spot on the ground and then they watch <laughs> you guys chasing it. It's hours of entertainment. Lay off the incense, dude. Something about curiosity and cats seems to mix. <laughs> Chapter 50, Raiders of the Lost Tome. Okay. So, once again, you guys are staring at different character sheets, but these ones are familiar now. Uh, let's go around the room and tell everybody who we are. Um, Matt, why don't you start us out? I am Moon Over the Mountain, also known as Moon. I'm an awesome cat cleric. I'm Gray Fog. I'm the Tabaxi Rogue. And what's your name? Gray. No, your name. Oh, I'm Grace. You're playing a Tabaxi Rogue, yes? I'm Owen. I play Red Sunrise, the weird, creepy mystic. Oh, come on. What's weird and creepy about him? Only that he talks to another person that isn't there. He's barefoot, and um, no, that he talks to you in your mind. You just describe Big Bird. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> but I'm a cat. So he's a big, big cat. cat. Who ate I'm the big bird. cat. <laughs> and finally... Um, I am Jesse, and I'm playing Misty Fog, the tabaxi sorcerer that has draconic ancestry. Excellent. So we uh, point out the last time we met these characters that uh, she's got scales here and there under her fur. It's not eczema. No. <laughs> not bad skin. It's just skin. <laughs> okay. Dragon lights. So, you guys notice you're missing a member of the party. Uh, flickering, flickering Flame, the uh, awesome Tabaxi Ranger, um, is not amongst your group. Uh, a number of weeks ago, she went out, and this is not unusual. Uh, you guys are all members of the Great Tabaxi Library, and when you are not researching stuff or doing what you can in the library and all the domestic tasks, you guys are out and about trying to collect more information for the tabaxi library. Something about curiosity in cats seems to mix. <laughs> and you, go, you just cannot resist finding about a new and exciting item. Anyway. Um, Red? Yes. You are at the top level of the library, as usually is the case. Uh, mainly talking to your friend, and a bird lands on the windowsill next to you. It's a small pigeon, and you can't help but notice that it has a note tied to its leg. And this is not too unusual either, as the tabaxi use birds not only for culinary reasons, but also as their messenger service. I take the note off of the leg of the bird. Okay. And you roll it out, and it says, I found it, but it is in danger. The ancient tome that we have heard rumors about is in the basement of the gnomes. But they do not know their peril. If we do not do something to protect it, it will soon be gone. And it tells you that the um, gnomish basement is, uh, or the library for the gnomes is in the mountains above Faramons. And uh, obviously, something is wrong. It doesn't go into what is the problem. So what are you going to do? Um, 
I'm going to look for the, I don't know, person who, like, leads expeditions. Um, you don't, there really isn't anybody that leads expeditions, uh, per se, but, I mean, whenever something like this happens, usually some tabaxi in charge gathers a group and off you go. And apparently, that would be you. Okay, so I will start gathering a group of tabaxi to go to the gnome. Okay. Can I ask a player character question? Sure. We took a long rest and all that, and have our spell slots. Oh, this is a this is this is okay. weeks and months later. So presumably, so everybody is fresh. Okay. Yeah. Not not only do you have all your spell spots and all your uh, hit points back, but you also have licked yourself completely shining clean. Yay, shiny spit. Surprised we don't have a, a feat called furball. Hmm. No, no, that's just 40 a foot range. Yeah. <laughs> that's just a skill. People are just like, eh, but they kind of have to deal with it. It's really more of an art form. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you go down the stairs into the library, and interestingly enough, there are three other tabaxi studying there. You! I've received a note, and we must go receive the tablet, the ancient tome from the gnomes. Okay. The gnome The tome? ancient tome? Of the gnomes? Yes. <laughs> and leave our home? You must leave your home to find the gnome tome. <laughs> All right. Right. Um, will there be anyone Let us left to defend the library? Oh, there's always people left <laughs> okay, to defend the library. Of course. Although it may not be as well coordinated without the head librarian there, but you don't, um, Red, you don't see any uh, other option but to take off and, and to help out. Okay. So, what are you guys going to do? Well, you're the leader. We'll head out without we the notes. <coughs> we do are... we have a map to sort of plan out our trip here? Can I have a map? That's a good question. Green. There you go. Yes, of course, the librarian would have a map. That's kind of silly. And will I be using the new map or the old map? Um, it would be the new map because this is not a thousand years ago. <laughs> okay. But you would know about the old map, considering you have several versions of that in your library. So the gnomes live above Ferrum Mons. Mons. That's an end of the year. Pheromons. So we are here, so we need to get to there. Is that why people act we weird? Because the... they are near too many pheromones? Pheromones. It, 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 it is the land of the dwarves, <laughs> after all. Uh, that's funny. So do we want to go the wooden pathway, or do we want to go like direct? Well, you guys are good friends with the elves. Okay. So, um, It'd probably be you know, safer to go through the woods. Yeah, going through Vilas Calliae would actually not only be, like I said, safer, but also a lot more pleasant, as undoubtedly they would provide you with hospitality. Yes. All right. Let's shall we? Go through the more forested areas. Okay. So, as before, um, Obviously, you guys gather up your supplies and get your traveling gear together. And Bryce, what's your character's name again? Gray. Gray, that's right. Not beige. No. Not beige. Not shiny either. Shiny fog. Shiny. Shiny fog. That would be cool. Also crazy, but still yeah. cool. Okay. And um, you guys start heading north towards Valus Calliae. Um, now, does any of you guys trained in wood lore and woodcraft now that your ranger isn't with you? Uh, well, that would be no. survival, right? Oh, gosh. <clears throat> I have a plus one to survival and a minus stat. one to nature. Why am I so dumb? I'm a dumb sorcerer. No, you've been you... in a library your whole life. Yeah. 
I, I have a nine intelligence. I just looked at that. <laughs> Sorcerers aren't based on intelligence. Yeah, no, they're charisma. Based on charisma. I just I didn't realize that I wasn't at least average. Are you a very <laughs> no, 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 you're slightly above average. Eight is average. Eight is average? I thought ten was average. Within the realm of this universe, okay. God. I have three horrible stats. <laughs> Ow. Nine, nine, Ouch. and an eight. Ouch. Yeah, it's okay. great. Oh, but you have an imaginary friend, so that puts you one up on everybody. And I, <laughs> it's a big hairy elephant. Yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, no, no real survival people here. No. Okay, so um, you just so bad. I have nature. I have relative nature. So you'll just take off, and actually, everybody, roll for me a survival check. Ooh, 16. Okay, not that not bad. 13, 16, 10. Okay. Um so you have to you have to pull um red with uh, along with you a little bit, but the rest of you kind of keep onto the path, you know, through the mountains there to uh the borders of Valis Cali. Isn't he the one who knows where we're going? Nah. He knows where you're going. He <laughs> just know doesn't know yeah. where, where you're going. going. <laughs> yeah. Well, do the elves toy with you by like throwing bags of catnip around? I would. No, but they do um, use their magic wand to project a red spot on the ground and then they watch <laughs> you guys chasing it. It's hours of entertainment. Unfortunately, it's hours of entertainment. Okay. But it's hours of day of entertainment. But a sympathetic mm-hmm. elf may use it to help guide us. Yeah. So. <laughs> Just keep moving down the path in front of <laughs> yeah. you. And the next one will start pounce, out. Pounce, 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 pounce. Okay. Well, speaking of that, you guys barely get in within the eaves of the uh, forest there, and you guys hear the sound of a bird call. Uh, but it's not a bird that's found around here. And you know that this is the uh, si- signal between the tabaxi and the elves uh, that they're, you know, a patrol is hidden nearby waiting for you, or at least wants to contact you. Right. How do we contact back? You make a nature roll and make the bird sound. Who's got a good nature? I've got plus. I have a five. Okay, you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Our nature class. Uh-huh. Eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. So. So moon moon makes a responding sound of another bird, and um, you hear a rustle in front of you, and an elf that you have contacted a number of times, Darogai. Uh, steps out and uh, he comes up there and clasps your paw and he says greeting friends we received a note from flickering flame that you might be passing through we have been keeping an eye on the path in case you should show up please let us speed back to the center of Alice Kalihai Maroka is waiting to greet you there okay we'll follow okay so you'll go with them? Yes. So, so it's a little easier this time. The elves take you upon the, uh, the best paths through the forest that only they know. And uh, with, um, unfortunately, uh, you know, it was at the end of the day, the last, before you enter the forest. So a full day's travel later, you find yourself rolling into the center campment in Valus Calii. And there at the uh, hall, the great meeting hall, uh, Maroka is waiting for you. Uh, Dara guy pushes open the doors and ushers you through, and uh, she stands and, and uh, glides across the floor to greet you. Hello, brave adventurers. Dara guy passed word that you were coming. We're so happy to see you. Um, can you tell me more about your errand? And she uh, motions for you to sit down and um, produces bowls of herbs that uh, are very pleasant and uh, heighten the senses. Look at Red. We have received a note from... Was it just an anonymous note? No, it's from Flickering Flame. Oh, we have received a note from Flickering Flame uh, telling us about a tome from the gnomes. The gnome tome? The gnome tome. And saying that it might be destroyed soon. She, uh, her eyes widened. Well, that would be a tragedy. And of course, right up your line of work. You uh, are always 
um, collecting rare and interesting bits of information. In fact, our scholars here in Valles Calliae um, always enjoy coming over to visit the Baxi Library and do research. Is it true what I heard that just a short time ago you were menaced by creatures of undeath? Yes, that is true. We had to defend the library. This is terrible. Um, it seems like the whole world is beset. Uh, we've even had incursions on the outskirts of the Vallis. Um, uh, luckily, our patrols were more than up to it, but it is still fearsome to think that um, undead creatures roam the world. I'm glad that the library is safe. To have lost all that information would be crippling. But... Let us not dally here further. Do you need any more refreshment, or would you rather off to bed? I could sleep. We must, we must be off, but we have an early morning tomorrow. Okay. I sleep like 16 hours a day. So um, they give you a, a set of cabins, um, and um, actually everybody roll for me a d20. And tell me who gets the lowest roll. I mean, three. Oh, never mind. <laughs> yes. I have the low roll. Okay. So, Moon, um, roll for me perception check. Fifteen. So, um, you are settled into your cabin. And you notice, after a little bit, that it smells, like, vaguely smoky. You know, kind of that smell like when someone's had their uh, chimney back up mm. and the, you know, the fire pours into the house, or not the fire, but the smoke pours into the house before they can get the chimney working again. And for days afterwards, it just smells vaguely smoky. Mm -hmm. And there's just a whiff of that in the area. Um, and actually, roll for me another perception check. Ten. Okay. Yeah, you, you don't notice anything further. Maybe. Well, I... I... I'm gonna, well, you know, who knows? Maybe the elves have a fire going on. I'm gonna hop out and take a look. I'm not gonna wake the folks up for something like that. Yeah, no, um, the area outside is, uh, com oh, I mean, there's there's smoke coming out of a few chimneys, but it's rising up and not settling down and, and uh, would not be the source of this smoky aroma. It, it seems to be actually in the room, as if the room itself at one point was smoked out or something. Well, I'll go in and I'm going to sniff around and see if I okay. can uh, find the source. Give me another perception check. This time, actually, investigation. Do you have investigation? Yes. Plus two. So 12. Okay. You actually find um, a couple of spots where there's like a little scorching that went on, as if at some point in time there was some kind of blast of fire in here. And, um, you, you know, they, they've like replaced the curtains and the furniture and things like that. But it, at one point in time, it seemed like some sort of a fiery blast took place in this room. Mm. Most of it they scrubbed out, but your sensitive tabaxi nose was able to detect it. Anything else I can find? Nope, that's about all you can find. Interesting. Interesting. Well, it doesn't seem to be too bad, so no. I'll, I'll go back to sleep. Figuring the elves had a mishap of some sort. Yeah. A wizard spell gone awry. That that could be. The elves are known for their magic. Okay. So aside of that, that's about all that happens that night. Obviously, in the middle of the elvish encampment, nothing is going to menace you. And the morning uh, breaks bright and early. And um, Maroka is actually there to meet you. And she says, good news to you. I have arranged... Uh, for a courier to take you. Um, in a day's journey, you can make it down to the docks at Kalesque, and at midnight, a sand ship will come and ferry you to Fair Mons. Nice. Well, thank you. I asked her, though, briefly, should I detected this the smoky scent? Is that normal, or I just want to alert you to it in case you need to attend to the cabin somehow? She says, oh, um, my apologies. Uh, we thought we'd clean the room out. Yes, there was a uh, unfortunate fiery blast in that cabin um, a short time ago. But uh, 
we uh, we were able to clean it up, and you know we thought we had got it back to rights, but I guess your your tabaxi uh, senses are even more sensitive than those of the elves, uh, and I, I do hope it didn't bother you too much. Not at all. And uh, they give you uh, yet more rations, and um, Darogai appears again to guide you once again to the edge of the forest. And if you, he says, if you hurry, you can just make the dock works at, at Kolesque by midnight. He says, have any of you been to Kolesque before? No. no. He says, Kolesque is the abode of the halflings and the source of the finest wines in the entire set of baronies. Um, our traders go there on a very regular basis. Um, however, as you can imagine, their vineyards are in the hills above the Maria Arnosum. But they do maintain a presence right down on the Mare to ship their goods here and there. Um, says, uh, if you hurry there, like said, at midnight, a sand ship will be waiting to take you, and by morning, you should be at the edge of Faramond's. Then we better get going. Yeah. Oh, leader. Uh, orient us on the map, and we start heading off towards Kolesquare. Okay, this is a little bit easier. Um, you guys are out of the forest and once again into the plains. Um, it, after about two hours, though, you do have to pass the high road, and it's only about, you know, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock in the morning. Um, so everybody give for me a stealth roll. Um, 28. Jesus. <laughs> 7. 21. Okay. And Misty, what was what was yours again? 18. 18, okay. So um, you guys post up in the in the bushes, and the uh, the high road on the north side of um, the Mare is just as maintained as it is on the south side. Um, as you know, the it is once again the main artery for traffic going around the uh, baronies, but obviously this close to Valus Calliae, it, it's uh, a little less well-maintained, so the bushes and trees encroach upon it, and you're able to uh, approach pretty darn close. And uh, you look to the right, you look to the left, <coughs> you decide to uh, make a break for it, and unfortunately, um, Moon, just you're trailing the group, and just as you go across, a you hear the clattering of wagon wheels and a little voice going, Daddy, what's that? And you look up and there's a wagon coming down the path just within view. Uh, give me a second stealth roll. Nine. Okay, so you bolt into the trees. And, but... Uh, you hear an adult's voice saying, what was that? And uh, another adult saying, good gods, it appeared to be some sort of a werewolf, or perhaps, you know, it, it looked like a beast, but it walked on two legs. And um, you guys hear the, the cart break into a, a, a gallop, and then comes to a skidding halt on the road, right where you guys left the road there. And... Um, so everybody make for me one more stealth roll. Oh. 19. 19. 14. 2. <laughs> You're the werewolf now. <laughs> can I help at all? Is there any way you can help? Do you have any way to aid another with a stealth roll? I don't know. Maybe. You shouldn't have spray painted yourself orange. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was, you know, dressed like a tiger day, uh, the day you left, so... There's a very shiny thing on the cart. Wait, I'm not a nope. bird. I'm a cat. 
There's a cool dangly thing on the cart. There's something you can push off the cart. (laughs) (laughs) I could try to push the cart off the road. In fact, there's a box on the cart. You must (laughs) Red, do you have any way to create confusion or anything? Um, No. Yell in their minds. Let's see, what can I do? Can I trip? Just yell in their minds. So, then, then, Tabaxi or this not a race that exists in the minds of... Well, you guys are... Not you, no other races bear you ill will, but at the same time, in order to safeguard the secrets that Tabaxi find, you try to stay out of sight as much as possible. Okay. So we're just almost as, like a myth. Yeah, just just like with the the elves, um, you know, there are people that you you know the Tabaxi have contact with everywhere, mm-hmm. but they sort of come and go in the night, and uh, and are you know, like you said, the creature is more of myth than of reality. Mm-hmm. Let's see, diversion, a diversion. What can I do? <clears throat> I can. So, do Red, I have animal friendship. Spells? I can do stuff like that. Do you have any what, spells? What can animal friendship do I, for you? I yeah. do. I was thinking if I, do I could anything? have a bird or something fly out. Let's see. Well, what... they've got cart horses. What could you do to them? Yellow yeah, horses might well, I have. Too. I have Misty Step. Um. Could that get me to teleport to another location, or would would they have already seen seen me at that point? Yeah, I don't have anything that's very useful here. So what what does animal friendship do for you? Uh, Let's you convince a beast that you mean it no harm. Okay, it has to be... I must be able to... It must see and hear me. The beast's intelligence is far higher, it fails. Otherwise, the beast must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be charmed by you for the spell's duration. Okay, I also have charmed animals. Here, which I guess not good. Their intelligence has to be under, under four. four. That's so I don't here. think a horse that's going to isn't be. that smart. But the, oh, I was thinking I think, of the people, not so much the horse. Unless um, you can get the horse. So tell you what, if, if you can, if, if uh, so, you'd have to like say words, which would help them get to you. Yeah, I would have to figure out how they saw a werewolf. I'm not um, sure how I. Could I have convince. crown of madness, so one humanoid of your choice that you can see within range must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or become charmed by you for the duration. Is that a thing I can use? What's the range on it? Uh, 120 feet. Totally. All right, but so what? What is? What are the people that are on the cart? Is it like so there, one there person are, with the horsey and then one person with the... It's actually um, four human uh, adults and one uh, human child. Okay. And it appears to be a family. So it's okay. a, like a Is mother, father, and elder brother. Is there somebody that's in control of the horse right now? Yes. Okay. So mm-hmm. could I attempt to charm that person to just yeah. get them to go yeah. the opposite that direction? they can't attack you? Well, charm just means they're friendly you. towards you. You would yeah. still have to... Talk to them to get them to do anything. But you could probably just use hand or, in your case, paw gestures. And to, like, say, go that way. Yeah. Um, And have them just bail. Are they friendly to only you or to the entire Okay, I I suppose I'm I'm just generally confused. Did all of them see me or just the one? It seemed like just the one saw you. Okay, just the one. Okay, then that that changes Uh, what I'm thinking of doing. Okay. So Um, are we going by, like, the book definition of charm? How that works, like, in... Combat, or is there more to it than just that? Because I imagine there's probably charm more to it. Charm, that means the... Well, like, what does charm of madness do for him? Does it say it is It allows me to charm the person. So I, w- I would say in this case, Bryce, that this would allow Misty to, um, you know, suggest a... Uh, course of action and since the, so, the the person would be charmed and the charmer yeah. has advantage on any ability check to interact socially with the creature so mm-hmm. if i were to persuade yeah. it to go away yeah okay so what, what do they have to save on um they and i think check to interact where, where's socially? my spell dave so, so see, i had it written down somewhere uh they have to save against 14 is that correct or okay what that uh, wisdom bonus. or is your crown of madness right here yes Oh, wisdom. Wisdom saving throw? Yeah, wisdom saving throw. So I will cast that. With a DC 14. And do, okay. is it an automatic they get, success they get for me? A, or only if they... They get a 9. So that means they're... you succeed. Okay, so I succeed. So what are you going to do? Um, I'm going to, uh, I suppose, 
gesture and to sort of persuade them, them to the, go the away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To, turn yeah. to turn around and so sort of... Give me a persuasion check with advantage okay. because... Charmed. That's 15 versus... <laughs> Natural 20. Natural 20. So you, you see, you know, they call up, you know, there is behind the tree. And then you quickly cast Crown of Madness and give him the move along, move along hand gesture. And his eyes kind of, um, you know, cloud over and he just sort of faces forwards and and slaps the reins and says, nope, nope, that... <laughs> Must have been the wind. Yeah, the, just just a fox or a, a, a lynx there. Nothing, nothing <laughs> after all, guys. And you hear some arguments, but um, the... Uh, the guy is, you know, basically brooking no no discussion and just kind of moves the the cart off down the track. Right. I sort of why would sulkily... they think that going after a werewolf was a good <laughs> idea anyway? Well, you Curiosity. Know, they never got out of the cart, but you know, it, but it, it, means they're strange. Like, it, it would be it would be just like in any horror creatures. movie where you like, see the werewolf yeah. cross the road and immediately everybody stops and says, "What's that?" Let's break out. Then. Let's go down into the basement. <laughs> Quickly, well, let's go and hide in this room full of sharp knives and axes. <laughs> Why can't we go into the basement? Why can't we go into the saddle horses? No, no, no. We must hide in this room full of axes and knives. Excellent. Meowth? Meowth? That's right. Meowth. You're a cat that talks. Yes. Meowth. You're also a cat that talks, but I'm not Meowth. You're a Persian? Okay. So, um, there's no uh, other encounters until you get down to uh, the docks. And it's very interesting. When you get down there, the dock works at Kaleskwe are kind of their own community. A very small one. There's probably three dozen buildings and then some uh, stone quays that stick out into the mare. Uh, this is very uh, similar to what you guys, your, your, the other characters saw at Excalbarium Calice, where the ships would tie up there. And similar to that, they've got you know teams of horses that pull the, the uh, ships back out into the mare so they can begin their journeys. Uh, but then it looks like there's like about 10 miles of just open grasslands between that and the high road. And wherever Kolesque is, it must be on the other side of the high road. Um, and actually, everybody roll for me a history check to see if you know anything about Kolesque. 13. 22. Uh, he rolled a nat 20. Also 22. 14. Okay, so the, the librarian and the cleric, the, the uh, nerds in the group. Um, <laughs> You, you, guys, you guys have poured over the tomes in, in the Tabaxi Library. And yes, Kolesque is located on the far side of the high road. And it, actually there's um, a set of hills or uh, you know, cliffs. And back, back a thousand years ago, when the Mage Wars started, they actually built a wall along the high road that separates Kolesque from the uh, downs here. And yeah, it's just a whole series of hills all covered in vines above that. So that, that is where the halflings live. And but to get their goods to market, they have to get them down to the Mare. So 10 miles away out down this, this heavily used cart track, there's a small community down there. And you guys creep up upon that. And that's where we're going, right? Yes. As uh, in night is in full effect. Now Tabaxis have no trouble with night, obviously. Of course, because we're cats. Yes. And you creep in there, and there are probably half a dozen ships tied up here. In addition, there's also a couple of uh, you know ship, airships from teeny to huge. They're there's tied up as well. Uh, appears that at this late hour, nobody's going anywhere. <coughs> Which airship is ours? Actually, they said sand ship. Mm. And um, so what are you going to do? Um, Check just... where the moon is to see what time of night it would be. Uh, the moon actually has uh, not even risen yet tonight. It will be a full moon, though. 
um, but it hasn't even risen at this point. But just so we find a place to lay low and until our sand ship gets here. Because um, well, it's definitely it, not midnight. It may already be here. I thought we were looking at the sand dock. It was yeah. close, they, they, all the elves told you, and you, you kind of realize that uh, you, they kind of skipped a step. All the, the elves told you is that um, a sand ship would be waiting there for you. Oh. Well, let's see if we can. Is there, uh, are there any, any sort of chart or anything that has destinations? Or like that? any sand ships that are there? Okay. Well, um, we want to see, I want to see if there is a ma a, a chart, a, well, a departure of something to see if yeah. we can find one going there. I don't think we're taking a regularly scheduled ship. It did rather sound like a charter. Um, but someone is going to have to go check that out. Are all of you going to wander into town? Uh... Do we need to wander into town, or could we just go around? The docks are the docks are on the edge of town. I yeah. mean, it's not like you'll have to go straight in the middle of all those buildings. But I mean, imagine just any dockside encamp um, encampment. You've got the docks, and behind the docks is just a whole series of buildings and warehouses that uh, the uh, dock workers and the shipmasters and everything live in. I can sneak in and just sneak out, just see if there's a ship there, and then come back and tell you guys. Okay, so would that work? I can also. Mm -hmm. Speak te telepathically with you. Which you always creeps you out. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that always creeps you out, Gray. <laughs> you hate it when he does that. Okay, so uh, give me a stealth roll, Gray, and see how you do. Uh, 19. Okay, so Gray just melts off into the night like he always does. Comes in on cat paws. Um, and um, there's no, like... Delta Airlines departure board, mm -hmm. uh, but you go along there and uh, give me investigation. I can put some stuff in there. Eight. Eight? Okay. So, yeah, you don't really see anything that would help you Are out there. Are there any sand ship stops that we could have? There's, there's uh, six of them there. Um, four of them seem to be really big trading ships. Um, and in fact, all four of those seem to be flying flags of Port of Magnum, of the, the various uh, houses there. But there are two small ones that seem almost like, I don't know, yachts, basically. Either smaller traders or maybe even pleasure craft that uh, people use. Although what pleasure craft, I mean, unless you had some really rich person that was here um, on a sightseeing journey to Kaleskwe, I don't know, you know, visit the beautiful wine country. Um, Anyway, um, those would, I mean, obviously the big ships don't seem like they'd hold you, so. Are there any ones that have the, where's the map? <clears throat> Are there any that have a flag that they would go into Faramon? Uh, neither one has a flag of any sort. No. Um, and we're sure we wouldn't just be like piggybacking on a trade ship or something like that? The elves said a ship would be waiting for you, and, and big trade ships, especially the Port of Magnum ones. Don't wait. Yeah, I mean, that, that wouldn't be likely. Right. Let's look for one that has a halfling crew. Right, I'm just going to go down and check out each of the boats, see what's okay. going on there. Give me another stealth roll. 22. Okay, no problem there. You you slip from shadow to shadow and from pole to post. And give me another investigation check. 22 again. Okay. Um, you get up to the second one, mm -hmm. and scratched into the post is the word here in Tabaxi. So that's the one? Presumably. Either that or someone <laughs> scratched the word here in Tabaxi. Just for the heck of it. <laughs> and I don't think there are many Tabaxi that use this that often. Yeah. Right, so, I'm... Um, would the... Owner of this craft be on the boat now? Would they be somewhere else? Yeah, give me a perception check. That's a 21. So you um, look about and you realize that that lump that's sticking up above the railing there isn't in fact ropes or a canvas covered crate or something. It's actually somebody's head. And you get the, you realize someone is sitting up there waiting I'm going to uh, sneak over to them. Or not, not really sneak over to them. Like, make sure that I'm not really being... There's not definitely make there your anyone out? Um, right now, I mean, there's people that wandering from boat to boat and things like that. But it's like any dock side late at night. The uh, 
you know, the, uh, you know, there's folks that have a business to be here and there, but by and large, most of the activity has died for the day or gone indoors. So while trying not to be noticed by the people behind mm -hmm. me, I try to not surprise the guy on the boat, but again, not be noticed by everyone else. So you just go, hey, buddy. Sure. And he, he, he doesn't seem surprised in the least and says, are you my passengers? I'm only one, but we will be here shortly. Okay, hurry. The winds will freshen within the hour, and we must be off. I will be back soon with three others. Okay. And then I melt off. Back to go back to the tent. Okay, so you you guys are sitting there, and sitting there, and sitting there, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Gray goes, "Hey guys!" And you go, "Ah!" <laughs> and you're like, "I hate it when you do that." The other cats like jump three feet and mm -hmm. run under a tree. Yeah. Anyway, and um, you are back with the group. I found our boat. We need to leave soon. Okay. So, what are we waiting for? Uh, we have cloaks and stuff, right? Oh, yeah. You got all the I mean, we don't even have to be super secret. If people are just doing their business, all we have to do is be people doing their business on the docks like everyone else and just yeah. walk. So give me a, a stealth check with advantage for everybody. As, uh, natural 20. Uh, natural 20. Uh, 31. 21. 14. Okay. So, yeah, you guys are able with uh, Gray kind of lead, leading you along there. You guys are able to uh, avoid any of the other dock patrons. And uh, within a few minutes, you're at the boat. And um, Gray... When you get there, the uh, boatmaster, uh, who turns out to be a, uh, a halfling, um, says, Now quickly, uh, we must get this out into the, into the sand. And he throws a set of sand shoes at each one of you. Okay. And luckily his craft is very light, but still, I, I need a strength check from everybody. Uh, oh, three. Uh, nine, uh, 17. 11. 19. Okay, um, so you guys push, and it moves about three feet. And he says, and he turns to you and, and says, "Come on, put your backs to it." And give me another roll. Nineteen, oh, ten, five, fourteen. So once again, you get about three feet, and he says, "He says this is not a joke. We have to get this thing out into the mare, or else the winds will pick us up and slam us into the docks." So and he says, "One, two, three, heave." Oh no! Sixteen. Nat well, zero. Thirteen. Fourteen. So what was aside of, aside of uh, uh, Gray breaking a sand shoe? What, what did the rest of you do? Sixteen. Thirteen. Fourteen. Okay, so Gray breaks a sand shoe. He just pushes so hard and it just goes snap, and he goes down to his knee in the mare. But the rest of you, you know, kind of looking at him with disdain, um, you know, get the thing up. And, and just like, you know, anytime you get a boat moving, finally, you know, if it's been grounded, it just starts moving and good, moving, 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 moving. And you guys actually get it about 20 feet back out into the mare and facing outwards. And he says, quickly, quickly. And uh, then, you know, kind of grays there with, you know, doing the one high heel thing where he's like, you know, goes down to his knee, takes a step, goes down to his knee, takes a step, goes down to his knee, takes a step. And uh, finally, you guys all pull yourself back on the ships, and uh, the the harbor man or the shipmaster gets you, you know starts pulling the the uh, sails up, and it's none too soon either. Uh, just as you are um, going along there, the uh, the sails rise there, and the first zephyr starts to pick up, and um, away you go, and um, this is not your first time on the mare. And it is always somewhat um, disagreeable for, for uh, Tabaxi because the, uh, you know, obviously anytime the wind picks up, which you guys need to power the sand boats, it also brings the talcum powder-like surface of the mare up as well. And it, uh, so there's just dust everywhere. And it gets in your fur and in your eyes and your noses, and it's no fun at all. Great. Do we have to roll again to get out? Sneeze? No. You guys are off and away. Um, and after a few, you know, few tens of feet, the boat skidding along, it, uh, 
then rises up on its skids that are underneath and, and away you go starts slithering down the, the sand and uh, racing along and it's you know twice as fast as, as you could possibly run uh, if you're even if you're going you know pell-mell full out and uh, the boat slithers off into the evening and uh, it goes tearing through the evening says and the shipmaster says do you I need a nap we'll be here for a while and I'll need someone to take over for me later on I can stay yeah sounds good Okay, so you, you guys going to go down below? Mm-hmm. Sure. And it, it, it is a small, like, pleasure ca- uh, cabin. Um, and so it's got a, a small, you know, forward cabin there that has kind of bunk beds, essentially, on either side that could sleep about four or five people in the room if need be. And uh, the kind of the swaying of the thing kind of quickly puts you guys out. Um, and then sometime later, and you're not real sure how much later... Um, you hear the uh, the dock master's voice saying, "Hey, come on, it's time to get up. Let's go." And uh, you you wake yourselves up, come back on the thing, and you just see um, the light in the east beginning to outline the eastern mountains there um, east of Porta Magnum. But immediately to your um, left, just in front of you. A titanic peak just juts right up out of the mare, and uh, like some sort of sentinel, and you and you realize that you're looking at the edifice of Ferrum Mons. And uh, the uh, shipmaster says, "Okay, this is the this is your last stop. It's been good having you on board. I was glad I was able to help. But what we're gonna have to do is we're all going to have to jump from the the uh, the ship." We, I can't dare slow it down or we may not be able to get it going again anytime soon. So, um, you know, we're not near the dock works at this point. So you guys jump and I'll head it back out into the mare. Okay, so I'm going to need an acrobatics roll from everybody. Ooh. 16. 17. 12. 7. Okay. <laughs> we go and pull our head out of the sand. Yeah. So, uh... Um, Red and Misty, you, you guys <laughs> do not land with cat-like agility. <laughs> and uh, Red, you take two points of damage as you kind of torque yourself. And, and uh, Misty, you take three points of damage no. as you torque yourself as you hit the Mare. And, and of course, it, it's like as if you just jumped ungainly into water off a speedboat. And you just, you know... Hurts a little bit. Yeah, and except in, you know, the water. In this, in this case, the, the dust is even, even uh, thicker, so... Um, you guys pick yourselves up and dust off, and it's about a hundred yards of slogging through the mare, you know, knee deep in the, in this uh, fine sand, before you finally pull yourselves up onto the shoreline. And you realize that you guys have all of about thirty minutes to uh, go and get yourself lost in the brush, which is good because the uh, high road. Basically, you can see just you know as as the lights coming in, coming from the east from Porta Magnum, basically just runs to the foot of this mountain, and then there's a road that goes up to a giant gateway, and then so it basically pinches to the mare right there. There's the, the mountain, the road, the mare, all in about 100 yards of space. So, but you guys are still on the western side, so you'll be able to cross the road and get off into the mountains as fast as you can. So, uh, everybody gets running, and you uh, dash off into the underbrush. And uh, you guys all got a full night's sleep, so uh, side of the damage you just took, you, you've got everything going there. Um, do you want to use a hit die to uh, heal up that damage? I suppose so. Not that much. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I've, I've quite a few, so... Um, what, what hour are for hit die? Eight. Are they eights? Yeah. For you it's an eight, right? They're for dates. the sorcerer? I don't have it written down anywhere. Yeah. Well, your hit die is a 5d8 or something, so. 5d6. Oh. Huh. Right. A d6? Oh. Yes. Yeah, not really space in this class. Yes. What's your constitution bonus if you have one? Write this, uh, character sheet. Yeah, I'm back up to full. I literally needed a one to get up to full, so. Will, aren't you special? Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so you you uh, you know wrap a a cloth around your uh, torqued ankle and and uh, and start heading up the hill and past the giant edifice, which is Paramount. So pretty. I like the little tiny windows. Yeah, and, and actually, you guys came to it at a good time at night. The, the mountain kind of glimmers like there's so many fireflies on it from the various uh, lights that are up the, the uh, sides of the hills where the dwarvish um, city you know, has light or windows out into the world. The gnomish city? No. no this is the, this is the, the gnomes city. are behind it. Yeah. The, the gnomes live uh, both you guys know in Kolesque and but even more in Faramond. Mm. Um, they like to tinker in the workshops deep there. But you've uh, what your intelligence um, indicates is that somewhere up the uh, hill behind it is in fact, uh, and you know that there are settlements up behind Faramond's that the dwarves and the gnomes have. Okay. So you guys are taking off there. So everybody, um, give for me a survival check. Twenty-one. Nineteen. Ooh. Two. <laughs> Nine. Okay. It's not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> you break your other foot. Oh. I break um, myself. So so once again, uh, Moon and Gray, you you kind of uh, lead the way, and and you're, con- you know, sort of constantly. Uh, Pointing out to it's like no, I am a cleric of nature. <laughs> I know exactly where I'm going, but red, red and misty are always just constantly getting their heads turned around and and are when losing was the their last way. time you left the library. Exactly, lay off the incense, dude. <laughs> and what are you? Beautiful. I'm sure your friend told you that, didn't he? Of course, he got them for me too. Okay, and after a full uh, day of hiking into the mountains, which is a, a pretty good uphill slog, you guys uh, find yourself up above in the, the mountains behind Faramond's. It's now a giant edifice behind you. And uh, it's sort of like if you've ever been in the high country at Yosemite and you look back on Half Dome, uh, it just sort of juts out there. And you uh, find yourself overlooking a um, high alpine valley and you can see several communities dotting it. Um, so in one of those has to be the one you're looking for. So do um, you guys want to send Gray in to uh, scout out again? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So give me a stealth roll, Gray, as you... 20, not natural. Okay. So you he just sneaks off down the trail. You see him going from tree to tree, and then he's gone. And uh, Gray, after a short time... Um, you realize that the uh, uh, building sort of right in the middle of everything that sort of stands out as its own thing must be a gnomish workshop. And if anywhere is the library, this this building has to be it. So you're going to go back and grab everybody? Yeah, or go back and explain it. So how do we want to get in and out of there? Do the gnomes know we exist? Um, certainly there are some contacts that Tabaxi have with the gnomes, but you don't know who they are. And also, um, <clears throat> what's the time restriction we have on this? Well, it, it's just become full dark. Oh, it has? Okay. Yes. It I took you it all day to get up there. Okay. No, well, it, it, at full light, you guys leapt off the boat at Faramond's, and then it took the entire day to climb up into the mountains. Yeah. So it is dark. Yeah. Okay. And, that makes it easier. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and the uh, workshop seemed to be totally locked and closed and dark. Didn't seem to be anything going on there. And gnomes, as you know, are, are you know, all probably at home, snug in their beds. Yeah. So let's get going down the hill. Okay. So you guys all head over to you. Mm-hmm. And you find yourselves in front of this gnomish workshop. It's, it's a building of stone construction. And um, it has a pretty uh, advanced iron lock on the door there. Can I try to pick it? Yes. Give me a dexterity roll. Is that a sleight of hand roll or just yeah. dexterity? 
And that would be... If I'm using Thieves tools, I get proficiency, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay, so that would be a... 19. Okay, so... Um, Gray just pulls out a, a set of picks and goes at that lock, and in a few, just a few seconds later, it just goes click, and he okay. sort of gives you a smug look over his shoulder. Is it is the interior lit? No, no. Okay, so I can open the door safely without yep. showing saw off, right? Yeah. Uh, crack the door. Okay, and um, it's a dark, quiet room, and it just seems to have workbenches with whirly gigs and gizmos and everything. All over the place. Um, and in the back of the room, you see a set of stairs going down yeah. into the darkness. Because I know the gnomes are kind of crazy and they might have something like this. I'm going to look around and see if there's any, like, alarm trap thing okay. or, or, like, something that mm. could make noise. And okay. Alert everyone. Give me investigation or perception. Oh. Um, pen. Nope. Uh, you don't see anything. And open it just enough for us to get through and... Get into the workshop. Okay. Close and, the door behind us. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it just seems to be a whole bunch of workbenches and a set of stairs going down. Okay. Sneak over to the set of stairs and go down a little and see what we, I can see down that. Okay. And um, you look down there, and it seems to be a library. Um, all around the room are stacks of books. And Is it dark? Set, you know, set scrolls. It's completely dark down there. And a uh, set of scrolls and uh, just sheaves of paper, everything there. Um, what are you going to do? So do we know the nature of this tome? Or is it just we know it's here? You, you know what Flickering Flame sent you in the note, the little, little tiny note you could fit on a bird. That's all you know. There's no inherent detect. Um, we have, but we have dark vision. Which is yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what, yeah. Uh, yeah so you do see well so over there. We know it's an ancient tome. We know it's going to be dangerous soon, but shouldn't be immediately. And so should we just search through? I'm just thinking, I'm just going to start looking. Yeah, looking for an old tome. And or not even just an old tome, just a tome. Yeah. Well, if it's ancient, then it will be a little crustier. Did it say ancient on the note? I think so, right? Did it? It, it did give uh, you the, the notion that it was an ancient okay. ancient uh, item, whatever it is. And I would think if it were something that was valuable, valuable it would probably be, be in a just case amongst or something. all yeah. these other pieces. Okay, I'm just going to start looking. Yeah, start right. searching around. Okay, so you advance down the stairs and start to search. I'm gonna, yeah, look, I'm gonna look for trap type things. Okay, give, like, give me, give me a. a uh, and if anyone lives here, like okay. in this. Give me, give me an uh, investigation roll to see what you can find. Um, seventeen. Seventeen? No, you find no traps or alarms or anything like that. Apparently, uh, and no one lives here. Um, no, no, no one's this, as crazy as him. Yeah, this, this is apparently just a uh, workshop and things like that. I'm going to look for, like, a secret okay. compartment um, Give me, me invest. Well, actually, we're, you guys are still going down the stairs at yeah. this point in time. Okay. Well, when I get down, that... Sounds uh, good. Now, what's the order of people going down the stairs? I'll go first. I'll uh, go, like, third. I'll go second. And I will go into... Um, I will go into the, the um, discipline of the of Aura site. And what does that give you? It gives me advantage uh, on insight checks. Okay. Insight checks? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Insight and reading people, not things. I know. Okay. Okay. And um, Gray, you, um, you know, hit her down the steps mm -hmm. as silently as possible. And you um, step onto the floor and... It is very disconcerting because the floor is almost dough-like in consistency. Your foot Pull actually back. presses into it. Pull back. And that's when two things rise up from behind some of the, the big stuffed easy chairs that dot the place. And they are absolute horrors. 
They seem to be amorphous masses of nothing but mouths and eyes, and they start making this gibbering noise. Oh. And you uh, you think it's something out of some sort of dark nightmare. Oh. That's where we're going to stop for now. Oh. So, a complete left turn here. Um, sorry to do this to you. Oh, okay, that's a lie. We love torturing you guys. That's what we do this for. Uh, but no, really. We had to run a quick departure from the regular series here. Uh, as you probably already divined, um, Drew was missing again. He was on vacation for this particular recording session. So we went back to the tabaxi. Um, originally that was supposed to be a one-shot, uh, but now who knows? They seem to be coming back, so perhaps we'll be hearing from the tabaxi more often. And maybe other characters. We'll just have to see. Anyway, um, so far they've got themselves into the Gnomish Library, but things don't seem to be quite as copacetic as they were hoping. So what's going to happen? We're just going to have to wait until the next episode to find out. Until then, let us know what you think. Rate us on iTunes. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at Relic of the Past on Twitter and Relic of the Past Podcast on Facebook. Articles and artwork are available at poolmedia.podbean.com. And thank you for playing the world that lives inside my head. <laughs>